Hi, I'm Yanma Şimşek and this is SEO in 2023 Additional Insights. Yamar, what's your additional insight for SEO in 2023? My additional insight would be revisiting your website information architecture strategy as that can support you with technical and on-page SEO improvements and prioritization in your SEO tasks. Superb. Okay. Well, um, I think there's a lot to unpack there. So first of all, what do you mean by your website's information architecture strategy? So basically in our SEO world, I would say that your information architecture strategy is the process that you are defining how the user are reaching your important pages or, you know, to your categories and products, if you're e-commerce or to your contact form or, you know, lead the, the, the page that you generate leads on your B2B site. So this is the process that you kind of uh, strategize that action, those actions, and then try to put yourself into your user's shoes and then try to give them like a direction in between your website uh, using your menu navigation, footer menus, like internal linkings uh, from different pages and filtered uh, navigations, etc. So it's like a whole combination of the things that you need to you know start thinking and considering from the stretch and then from the start of your website and improve accordingly and you know in years probably so just just staying on that for a second what's actually your process and your system for coming up with a website information architecture um, strategy is it uh, do, do you have software for example that you can use to help you do that and visualize what currently exists and how to improve it? Um, do you take it offline? Do you use a big flip chart and get together in a boardroom and decide um, what the optimum uh, strategy should be? What's your process? Yes, so I assume this is for like a new website if I have to create a new website. For that process, I mean, I was actually in, uh, recently I was actually in that uh, place uh, as me and my ex-colleague, we are trying to create like a side project for ourselves. So this was actually a very painful process because I can swear that uh, my friend sent me like at least 100 meeting invitations to discuss and brainstorm about our menu, menu navigation and URL structure for, you know, categories and products. So you need to really spend time on it. I mean, you first, I, I do it this way. I first checked my uh, competitors' websites and what they are using on their main, main navigation, how they structured their website. And and then, sorry, do you, do you do that manually? Do you just check manually or do you use software to crawl the competitor websites? Yes. Yeah, so there are, you know, there are lots of SEO tools that you can actually reach and kind of discover your organic competitors as well. So if you kind of know your industry and the intent in your industry, like let's say I want to focus on these, these, these keyword groups, like I want to be discoverable in these kind of search in online. So you can uh, use them as a start point and then go to those tools and discover your organic keywords and also discover your competitors, organic competitors, when uh, you search for those keywords as well. So. Uh, you may have different kind of competitors in mind. You may have a, your, your brand competitors, but you also have your organic competitors. So it's like a process that you need to combine and then analyze them, which ones are really, you know, um, close to your intent and your uh, what you are want to, wanting to achieve. So from there, I kind of get the data and then 
uh, start analyzing their current structure, like either using crawling tools or like, let's say the free free version of Screaming Frog. When I was doing a like startup search, <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to mention names here, but... Yes, absolutely. Mention any, yeah, any, any you want, yeah. Yeah, sorry if I missed that. I mean, those kind of tools that you can crawl the website, even if you don't have paid membership, and then, you know, uh, get some ideas and about their URL structures and then their titles and how they focused on their, you know, anchor text on the main menu or in the different passive navigations. So from there, you can actually get some ideas and I write that, those things down. This is actually a manual step for me because I'm like a person, like a, I'm a digital person, but I'm also old school. So I'm like taking lots of notes, you know, trying to match them on my uh, table and uh, notebooks and then come up with like a wireframe sometimes and then, you know, sitemap for main, if it's for main menu. So after that, I kind of put all this into spreadsheets just to, you know, make it clear and then uh, work on it uh, with different approach. So after that, I conduct my keyword research for sure, because if you have specific categories and specific product range, if you are like an e-commerce website, or if you are B2B, you, you still have different categories on your website for your solutions, the solutions that you provide or services. And then I conduct the keyword research specifically for those categories to find the best relevant anchor text for my main menu navigation and then kind of name my URL structure as well in terms of the directories and folders, uh, subfolders, or also end, end URL. So um, after that, I kind of match these things and mapping, doing the mapping and kind of achieve the uh, latest version. But I'm sure I will be revisiting my information architecture like in three months and six months because our competitors are not stopping and doing updates on their website too, or new trends may be emerging from different users' perspectives. So we need to be aware of those changes and updates. So and then. We need to be closely tracking our competitors' uh, positions too. That's that's what I do and how I approach to you know information architecture audit for my website and you know. Right, go okay, from and there. and there are many follow-up questions that I can ask. I'm not going to major in this too much, but I'm going to ask one more follow-up <laughs> question. And sure. um, you actually seem to indicate that you prefer to create some kind of wireframe approach for your Mm -hmm. architecture to begin with and then after that do your keyword research. Um, So does that mean that your initial structure is based upon what your competitors are doing and what products you offer before you actually do any keyword research? For me, it is much, much easier because if I first start with the keyword research, I may get lost in the big ocean from my point of view. So I kind of first get some gather ideas and what they are doing the best and what they are doing the worst. So it could give me like more options to expand my, you know, keyword strategy. Like, because I don't want to copy my competitors, but I want to be better than them. So if I want to be better than them, I first need to make the best of myself or my website while they are doing the best on their website. So I need to match those uh, performances and then add more on it like this also allows me to see what my competitors are doing wrong on their website so from there i'm kind of like oh wow this can be an opportunity for me so let's maybe first focus on that category because they are not really doing great so i can get some opportunity from there and then also add more 
to my existing categories. So those kind of things give me some insights in the beginning and then kind of uh, help me prioritization of my category uh, keyword research as well because it's like a huge process and you need to be careful while, you know, selecting your focus area too. That's a great point. Uh, So essentially... If you dive into your keywords too early, then you're possibly in danger of actually missing out on massive keyword opportunities because you, you might get focused in on a particular niche or angle and um, yeah, not see every big picture opportunity. Uh, so how does this information architecture strategy support a business with technical and on-page SEO improvements? So I would say, I mean, this is also a very big uh, topic to discuss, but uh, briefly, with analyzing your information architecture because if you are an existing business you what i'm suggesting here is revisiting the uh, strategy because uh, from there you can uh, discover your duplication issues like discover any issues with crawl budgets and discover any issues with, with crawl depth on your website and maybe some of your maybe you worked hard on the on-page optimizations for some specific categories like even created like a huge content or you know created your FAQs, created your, you know, subheadings and metadata and any content on the website or on the product page. But if you are not making those pages discoverable by user or if you are not directing user with the uh, relevant anchor text which meets their intent, you are also missing that opportunity too. So there are like a two, two ways here. Like first, you need to also consider your technical perspective on those features like filters, maybe your filters are creating like duplicate URLs, but you are not aware of it. So, and once you discover it, when once you solve it, you may want to make sure that you are linking to the latest URL from your main menu or footer menu or from different internal linkings and URLs in your different page, like informational page, etc. So this kind of uh, technical process of this side, but also since you are also doing some on-page optimizations and content creation, so you may need to merge those efforts together because your effort may go be missed, may be missed if you are not dealing with your technical side of SEO. So it's kind of a two-way street, but you you need to be doing them in the same periods, you, or you know making sure that all going well in different sides of the process. And obviously we could be talking about tens, hundreds of categories in your website and potentially thousands of pages. So how do you prioritize? How do you decide what needs to be done first? I may first check, obviously, the potential traffic and revenue approach and kind of do the forecasting in the way that I feel it's reasonable for my website and with the existing data I have on my website, but also... I may think changing or updating my menu seasonally if it uh, fits my, you know, KPIs and maybe campaign plans for marketing campaign plans. Because for summer, your product range and categories could differ and you may want to highlight some other collections and category pages, but for winter, it's different. Or maybe specific periods like holiday season or like Black Friday campaigns uh, or different sales and campaigns that you are Thinking. So all these kind of things should also be considered in this process. And you may want to create yourself like, let's say, quarterly mini plans saying, okay, this quarter we will be focusing on this, this, and then it's actually good to include these on the main mini and then, you know, track the performance from there and how many clicks and how people are searching on the search bar and then reaching your categories as well. 
So all these queries that you need to be considering and um, acting accordingly. So talking about seasonal pages then, um, say we're talking about Christmas pages and you're an e-commerce site that sells items all, all year round. How much ahead of time do you need to actually start bringing your links up for your, your Christmas items to give yourself the best opportunity to get ranked highly for, um, in Google? Yes, yeah, so I would suggest at least like three or four months before because I know in different client sites, it's, it's of course various options, but I know that once you start recommending strategies and doing your ideation, if it's going to be a new page, of course, if you have an existing page, you can just update it like even after the first year and then you can just update the years and the content inside and, you know, and the products maybe like a month or two months before. But for a new page, if you are creating, I would say like four or five months because I know that it's going to be a process for keyword research, a process for content briefing and like product product selection, category selection in the market merchant side. And at the same time, you will be working with copywriters, with SEO team in the client side, or if you are already in the house, uh, you will be working with your product team and marketing team accordingly. And it's going to be like a decision-making process. It's going to go get back and then you will receive feedback. So it's a process. And I wouldn't say that it's a really easy and quick process. I would just start as early as possible and then keep those pages live and evergreen for the next year because you can't do it like every year and then it's like a waste of time effort and also at the end it's a waste of uh, potential revenue and traffic yeah interesting stuff so essentially if you are going to be publishing new pages for new items uh, for the winter season, then ideally you need to be creating that content and publishing the pages in the summertime and encouraging your teams yeah. to do that. Yeah, okay. exactly. Well, well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023, so now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? It's a good question. So I would say they should we shouldn't be ignoring our existing and current uh, roadmap in terms of the technical fixes and uh, strategies while we are trying to focus on the new algorithm change and features and maybe technological developments and have, you know try to um, utilize them in our strategy because they may not be fitting our existing strategy as well so because in seo as we already hearing uh, everything is changing very quickly and every month we are discussing a new stuff, new technological development and how it's going to change our lives as SEOs and how our job will get involved. But at the same time, we are sometimes ignoring or shifting our focus to different areas rather than focusing on our existing uh, issues. But if we can't fix the existing issues, especially in the technical side, we can't even go further, even if we apply the new strategies on our website. So I would say just not ignoring the existing things that we are already on it and purely focusing on new change and try to get with the page and then see what else we can do with the new technologies, I guess. Yammer Shimshek is a, an SEO strategist at Resignal and you can find her over at Yammer shimshimshek.co.uk and that's spelt y-a-g-m-u-r-s-i-m-s-e-k.co.uk Yammer, thanks so much for adding your additional insights to SEO in 2023 Thanks so much David for inviting me 
I've been your host, David Bain, and you've been listening to SEO in 2023 Additional Insights, a majestic series that complements the original SEO in 2023 podcast, video series, and book. Find out more over at seoin2023.com.